everyone, welcome back to the Daily Blend show with me, Reed Daily. This is the weekly rundown where I feature things that I thought were notable, interesting across business and technology. This is the first show of 2023. We took a couple weeks off to go decompress. Quite frankly, I had to clean up my house after the joys that are Christmas celebrations just from getting all the junk out, getting the junk back away, presents, traveling. Enough about me complaining. Let's talk about the show. Uh, You can like, follow, subscribe to the show. You can download it on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. And with all that said, let's jump in. So the big news from a sports perspective is that we had two pretty decent sort of college playoff games with TCU upsetting Michigan 51 to 45 and then Georgia beating Ohio State 42 to 41, one of the more interesting college games. Then last night, Georgia absolutely dismantled TCU so badly that I didn't even bother to look up the score and I think no one is going to root for TCU next year. They're just going to forget about them, pretend they are not fans. Moving from sports, let's jump into some headlines in business and tech. You're seeing some cuts. Uh, A combination of things are happening. You've got inflation. uh, You've got uh, changing dynamics in terms of the view on the tech sector. And you've got Elon Musk driving... I would call it cost efficiencies at Twitter and other organizations are taking note. Well, I'm not sure that uh, the CEO of Salesforce would necessarily cite Elon's activities as a reason, more so the street. Salesforce is going to be cutting workforce by 10%, and it's roughly, I think, 8,000 people has been reported. Kind of saw this one coming when the CEO started communicating in the company Slack channel just asking why they are less efficient or why the employees who were hired during COVID are less efficient than the ones hired before. Uh, Moving from headcount, and obviously we talked about Twitter and Salesforce, India, the country, not the state, bans TikTok. And I think this is going to become an increasingly important story to watch. The algorithm within TikTok is becoming increasingly concerning to uh, politicians, to businesses, and quite frankly, to parents. I talk with the parents uh, that I know, I'm a young parent, and the algorithm, you don't really like do a ton in the app, although I haven't really played that much with it, but the algorithm drives what content is pretty critical to uh, watch, or not critical, but but what you see. Now, I will say, the one thing with TikTok that I've seen different from other applications, or maybe just a, it's a combination of different from a tech and then different from a sort of um, content creator, content owner. I think we've seen so many iterations of these changing guards of platforms where it's either they come and go or they come and they're just and. So you have Facebook and YouTube or YouTube and Instagram. And I think you have people doing TikTok and Instagram Reels. You have TikTok and YouTube Shorts. So I think content creators are getting smarter that they are creating this content. And unless you are an early adopter or front runner, you basically diversify your content across different platforms. 
From a technology standpoint, when Trump was in office, there was pressure to move or divest some of TikTok and one of the possible suitors, I think I heard was Oracle and maybe Microsoft. I have no data to prove that. Uh, my guess is those conversations are going to come back on the table. Um, obviously, if you've been living under a rock, you have not heard about SBF. So uh, not really much to report that hasn't been reported there since we left off. But uh, it's just been very interesting to see the unfoldings of the crypto world and um, the sort of impact it has in competitors in the market lands. All right, so let's move into what was a very light comment on business and technology and talk about things that I sort of tinkered with over this break and things that I typically tinker with over most breaks. So if you couldn't tell, I like uh, content creation and that comes in the form of audio, uh, print, and uh, rich images and graphic design. I don't do a ton of video, although I am starting to get the itch to explore video. I think it's just a little more challenging from a lighting perspective, and I think that's probably the biggest uh, hurdle for me is to learn lighting. But, uh, you know, enough about my hurdles. Let's talk about the, the hobbies and things I kind of covered. So you know that if you listen to the show, you know that I'm huge you know, uh, into electronic music have for 20 years. And there are a number of what I'll call digital DJ platforms. And I have large controllers, which is basically a hardware device that talks to software and emulates actual, you know, instruments, if you will, or DJ equipment. And I've got some from Pioneer, which is Rekordbox, Serato, which is Serato. That's the company, I think. Or sorry, maybe it's Rain. Actually, I don't know anymore. And then Tractor, which is the digital DJ solution for native instruments. So uh, a couple weeks before walking into the holidays, I saw an MK3 four-channel controller. So this normally goes for roughly a thousand or twelve hundred dollars retail and then used usually like seven, eight hundred bucks. I saw it for I think three hundred and twenty bucks. I called up Guitar Center, I bought it, and I got it. Super excited to get this home. This is like an all-you-can-eat controller, really nice size, totally like portable, you know, not backpack, but not heavy. And so I got it all set up, downloaded the new software, downloaded the new firmware, and then I kept on just getting these like pops and clips every, you know, 45 to a minute. So I couldn't do anything with it. I couldn't record sessions and it was just getting me like increasingly angry every time I played with it because uh, I wanted it to work and I didn't understand why. So I've logged, I don't know, five or six uh, tickets with NI's help desk. And while they are very helpful, it just took a lot of back and forth and they don't have like a video or a phone system. So I was like, okay, I've got a couple days where I was cleaning up the house and just doing things where I could kind of, you know, look at things, monitor, listen, and also do software updates. So I did the upgrade to, you know, uh, the new OS from Apple, which was really interesting because I first did an upgrade or downgrade and uninstalled and reinstalled tractor then i upgraded and installed reinstalled the latest firmware for the hardware and then i upgraded to the new os and it wasn't until i started sort of turning things back on namely plugging in the controller and it said hey you've got icloud turned on and native instruments sitting in icloud which i knew but didn't really think about and 
as soon as I disabled iCloud and moved those files out and onto my local hard drive, the issue resolved. And I've got this fantastic controller that I can't believe Guitar Center mislabeled. And I've been having a ton of fun. Uh, I've done a couple little mixes and really just sort of plan around. Uh, you know, the uh, the only problem was I kind of figured this out right before having to go back to work. But uh, my daughter's been down here jamming out a couple days and uh, I see a lot more mixes in the future. Now, when talking about this, it was also interesting to see the competitor Serato come out with software updates, which we knew had, were coming out, I think as early as maybe October or November, which is stems and a different version of what Record or Pioneer had been doing a few years back. But essentially any song can be separated into four parts. I think it's vocals, drums, synths, and there's probably another one. And uh, it works really well. Uh, everyone who I've heard use it loves it. And the company Rain, which is a hardware manufacturer, has come out with their first four-channel controller that allows you to manipulate this. I'm sure you can do some mini mapping into Serato to control it with a controller. Now that I'm saying that, it's actually going to be something I'm going to play around with either this weekend or next weekend. So be on the, uh, the lookout for a tutorial for me on how to do that. So, uh, you know, my only maybe like fear with this uh, new controller from Tractor is the fact that uh, I've got a little bit of FOMO from Serato and uh, I've got a really expensive controller from Rekordbox. So I think what I'm going to do is sell a ton of my gear and either buy a standalone unit for Serato and Rekordbox with a screen on it. I think it's the Rev7 uh, version 3 or no it's XDJ RX3 and then I, I actually think my gut is saying sell everything except for the S4 and the MK2 uh, and then go get the Rev7 which is spinning platters it replaces turntables and allows for scratching so basically I have two three setups one is a standalone for tractor one is sort of a module for tractor because I do have the tractor battle mixer and it just sort of is cheaper and easier to use and has MIDI whereas the Pioneer 800 does not and then I've got the Rev 7 which would be fun for scratching and it's just like one less thing because I always have issues with turntables and Serato so get to explore that we'll see where it goes but uh, if you're listening to this Native Instruments and I know you are just kidding uh, please start to look at what Serato is doing and add more features to the paid version and not your subscription version of Tractor because that's the one I have. And if you are interested in the show notes, uh, or better yet, on dailyblend.com, I linked to a, a video that just highlights Ian Golden, who was the original creator of the version one of mine uh, and, and worked for, with Native Instruments. He reviewed the MK3 a couple of years ago, but he did a really good review. It was pretty honest, and I thought it was pretty pretty uh, realistic in terms of expectations uh, he set, and it was a big reason why I bought the unit. Okay, so that wraps up my talking about dorky DJ tech gear. Let's talk about wine. So I have been a member of a couple of these wine clubs, and then I race to the grocery store and buy just cheap bad wine and I'm over it and uh, I said 2023 is a year that I'm gonna drink less wine but drink better wine and I was at a work event and uh, my teammate 
was, it's not a sommelier, but it's someone that has some sort of wine license. I've got to figure out what that is. If you know what that is, please text me or DM me what that is because I've been trying to figure it out. And she recommended, we were at a, a seafood, Spanish seafood restaurant, and she recommended a Rioja from Vina Tondondi Reserva 2010. And please excuse my inability to pronounce that correctly. I will obviously link to the Vivino link in the uh, the dot com. And um, yeah, you know, I think it was like $51 for the bottle. So it's not cheap, but it was some of the best stuff. And we opened it and drank it and it was just fantastic. I'm on the hunt for my next bottle. I found out there is a wine store about 20 minutes away from me that carries it. So I'd rather give them the money than buying it online. But uh, if they don't have it, I'm going direct to online. All right. So when when I scheduled the show notes for this, I was going to record it the first week back, and I just ran out of time. So it's a little, little dated, but not totally dated. So if you know me, you know I love clothing from Sid Mashburn, and I like the Sid Mashburn brand. And he does just a fun kind of uh, music selection through vinyl purchasing on his website. He's also done a radio show that played all old records, like actual records. And now he does mostly like Spotify playlists. But Sid or Sid's team, if you're listening to this, please bring back W. Sid. Like not the playlist, but the actual show. It was really cool. I dug it. Anyway. In their newsletter, or or Sid and his wife Anne, they own Mashburn, the brand, it highlighted his playlist for the holidays, and I've been jamming to that even if we're past the holidays a little bit, Uh, but bookmark that for next, uh, you know, Thanksgiving to end of uh, year, and you'll have some really good playlists. Okay, so the next story is talking about an influencer called John Baptist. And I have to say, when I was reading his profile name, I was kind of like tired. And then I was looking up it again, and I kept on seeing pictures of John the Baptist. But uh, he is a he's the co-owner of Ice, Iced and Tea, or Iced and Lee. I can't, I think that's right. Yep, Iced and Lee. Uh, Los Angeles-based content creator here to inspire everyone. So essentially he shoots videos about dressing right, you know, kind of like how to deal with plants, which I thought was totally interesting and unique. He actually did a couple things about plant preservation and transfer from small plants to big plants that I thought was, I didn't know you could do that. Anyway, um, one of the videos he shot, because I think he does a pretty good job with his like cinematography was a YouTube uh, show that just sort of highlights some of the tech and it was totally reasonable in terms of price point and the the setup. So I linked that and you can go to dailyblend.com and check that out. Make sure you go check out John. Uh, The Instagram is called John the Baptist. He's got a website and Spotify playlist. Uh, Cool guy, interesting guy to follow. If you know me, and you know how much I love sneakers. You have to know that I was really sad to not get the uh, AJ1s Lost and Founds. Uh, they've gone from 220 bucks up to about 400 And I'm just kind of kicking myself. I think I'm going to trade in some old, Ye- not old, but Yeezys. They're sitting in the box that I'm just, I don't know. I'm too old to wear them and just not into them. Anyway, uh, the sneakers that Jordan brand has unveiled for 2023 is 
one of like the largest list of sneakers I've seen in a long time. It was like 40 sneakers. Uh, actually, it's 16, but who's counting? And uh, there are like five that I really, really want. One is this retro high OG true blue. So this is a one. They've got a 15 black and white coming out. They've got this Air Jordan 1 retro OG Laney. They've got a UNC and a three reimagined. And these are just Jordans. And then soon thereafter, or soon coming up, uh, you've got the St. John's Dunk Low. So I played at St. John's not on basketball, but on the soccer team. We were Nike school. Basketball was a Jordan brand school. And uh, I got to have these. So I'm looking forward to trying to bid on these online. I hope I don't take an L. I hope don't, we don't have this like Panda Dunk situation where everyone wants them. So if you're hearing this and I take L's, please go get yourself a 9.5 or 10 and then text me, DM me, and say, I got you. All right. So... Uh, I had a couple friends, mostly older friends, I would say anyone over the age of, let's say, 50, who were like, a lot of sneaker news and posts happening on your Instagram, you know, like, where's just the pictures, like normal people of food and travel? And I thought about that. And I was I was posting quite a bit. So I created a new Instagram account called Coffee, Kicks, and Cocktails. It's three things that I love. The reason for these three is I actually don't make much coffee at home, mostly because I have an espresso machine that's pretty straightforward, and then I've got a terrible Keurig machine. I'm going to try to sell my spin coffee machine and then buy one of those really cool, like, you know, cappuccino espresso machines. But I go to Starbucks and various coffee shops wherever I'm going, and I always end up, like, associating coffee with sneakers because, you know, you're kind of sitting around and you're kind of looking at your sneakers while you're having a cup of coffee. And then from a cocktail standpoint, I mean, <clears throat> if you've been around me, you know I love to have a cocktail, kick the feet up. And so undoubtedly, I'm basically looking at my drink and staring at my shoes. So I thought all three things went together. Also, I follow a buddy uh, underscore coffee and kicks and was really just inspired by like his account. I thought he had a, like a real playful way with incorporating sneakers and coffee and it really inspired me. So go check out that Instagram handle. And with that said, thank you for tuning in to the first show of the new year. You'll probably have noticed that our sort of intro music is a little bit different. For some reason, when I did do the uh, upgrade, I lost all my files. I have no idea where they are. They're not sitting in the cloud. I can't find them, so I've got to go find them. But I was able to find the theme music, and it's just not warped in the same tempo. And I just didn't have the patience to figure it out. But I think it sounds pretty good. We're probably going to go try to find some new theme music for the show. So if you create theme music or you have royalty-free music that you want to suggest, shoot it my way. Uh, DM me. Hit me up on Instagram, at ReadDaily. And don't forget to like, follow, and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and now on YouTube. And with that said, enjoy the rest of your week. We'll catch you on the Friday Top 5. Thanks for tuning in.